It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. And uh, welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Happy Friday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You, uh, Alan Thomas, since it's an Alan Thomas Friday, you have green on. I did. I was I was warned by my wife to wear it. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> so I'm going to get pinched until I get, can change that. I need a little green pin. So happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Uh, we're going to have some great conversations. Alan Thomas is in studio. He's written another very important essay that we will roll out in this uh, weekend's newsletter. Border security has always been the government's primary job. So that will we'll talk about that in the third and fourth segment here of the first hour. Uh, thank you for listing. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team, producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, producer Steve. Yeah, I'm like you. I forgot the green, but mm. I think we're both safe. There won't be a whole lot of pinching going on here at Crawford Broadcasting. <laughs> gosh, gosh, I'm just thinking if the, in the old days you could pinch people. Today, if you pinch people, it could end up in a lawsuit. You know, you're, you're headed to HR if you do that. So you'll, yeah. you'll be downstairs looking up the 12th floor <laughs> saying, what happened? What happened? Uh, check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. Uh, I think I mentioned that. And uh, email you can email me at kimmikimmunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice on an independent station searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. Our text line is 720-605-0647. And, of course, last segment of the second hour will be call-ins as well. That's 303-477-5600. Uh, America's Veterans Stories show. We're going to do uh, do a rebroadcast of an interview that I did back in 2020 with World War II uh, veteran Jody Lander. He jumped in uh, into Normandy on D-Day. And Steve, I know you've been working on putting that together. Yeah, but it's a little tricky because that's... Uh it was uh, from before you brought that show over to KLZ. So, uh, yeah, it was a little extra work there to get it together. But it's it's every bit as good as it was the first time around. Yeah, it's a it's just a really, really great interview. And uh, these interviews, uh, all these, uh, both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veteran Stories come to you because of great sponsors. And one of those sponsors is Hooters Restaurants. And they have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. And March Madness is 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 happening right now. Great place to watch the games. And you are a basketball fan, aren't you, Alan Oh, Thomas? absolutely. Arizona lost yesterday, Virginia. So back at, brackets are busted already. It's a fun time of the year. Isn't March Madness crazy? I love it. You know, just seeing these kids compete and in the biggest stage of their lives is, is just a lot of fun. Who do you, do you share? Who do you have for the Final Four? I mean, I love Duke. So, of course, I have to have Duke in okay. it. And, uh, 
Creighton too. They're going to be here okay. in Denver, so okay. that'll be that'll be pretty exciting. And had to put Texas, even though I'm also a Sooner fan. Had to had okay. to have Texas pretty. What about far, KU? I had Kansas too. Ah, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, a lot of fun. Should be a good tournament. Yeah. And there is what there, what there is the a component. There's going to be um, one of the games are today and on Sunday here at Ball Arena. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I used to be a sports hound, but it does take time, and I've been over here looking at all this other stuff. So you're I'm, trying to save the country, Kim. I'm that, trying. That to, takes a lot of time and work. It takes a lot of time and work. <laughs> it's it's cramping my style, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's get over here to the quote for today. Steve, I will let you share the quote for the end of the day because that's what started today's quote for the day. So I'll let you share that, and that's the one that we have at the end of the show. Okay, I mean, I, you you found it yesterday, and you said, hey, can I use this tomorrow? I said, oh, absolutely, because it just <laughs> it just whacks you upside the head. And uh, then I looked at it, it's like, wait a minute, that's not what you put she, it. I changed it around. All right. Okay. But uh, what is the quote for the end of the day? end of the show, Steve, the one that you shared. Or I'll go ahead and share it for you. Go ahead. Okay, this is, so Steve sends this over. He says, Albert Einstein, uh, quote, it said, after hydrogen, the most common thing in the universe is stupidity. And it's like, well, (laughs) there's a lot of that going around (laughs) on any given day. There's some days, I I mean, all of us can be part of that. But this is the one, and I thought, well, (laughs) Alan is going to be in in studio. And Alan, this is... um, so funny when Steve and I were doing our pre-call. He goes, "Well, Brainiac Thomas is going to be in the studio today." <laughs> so I thought, uh, and Albert Einstein was a German-born theoretical physicist, widely uh, acknowledged to be one of the greatest and oh, most influential physicists of all time. He's best known for developing the theory of relativity, but he also made important contributions to the development of the theory of quantum mechanics. He was born in 1879. He died in 1955, and he said this. We can't solve today's problems with the mentality that created them. What do you think, Alan? I mean, I'm definitely not on his level at all because that's that's just absolutely true. Yeah. You know, when you, you look, you have to look at history to learn from it. And you're not going to change anything if you keep doing the same things you've always done. And Worse than that, they keep trying to change history or, you know, just get rid of it altogether. Well, and what we're seeing is government policy creates these problems, and then they come in, and the solution is to take more freedom from people and put more control with the government. And we have to recognize what is occurring with that. And we can look at our homelessness industrial complex, our affordable housing industrial complex, climate industrial complex. All these, these problems are being created, or the narratives are being created by PBIs, and then they, the answer is to come in. We want more of the taxpayers' money, our money, and and they want more control because we'll then solve the problem. And we're getting into a dangerous time, I think, because of that, uh, Alan Thomas. Yeah, it's this idea that, you know, we're going to double down, right? Like you see it so often, especially here in our state legislature. It's we pass a bill. It doesn't do what it said it was going to do, and we go, Oh, well, we just didn't do it well enough, right? right? We need to double down on it. Trust us, it's going to work. It hasn't worked for five years. It hasn't worked for the past year. In fact, it's made it worse. But, hey, give us more control, more power, and we promise you that it'll work. And then, you know, you look 10 years down the line, and you're like, man, that bill is awful. But instead of repealing it, we're just trying to add to it, make it more 
regulatory compliance and control. And it's it's like, come on, guys, let's let's quit doubling down on things that don't work. Let's just repeal it and try again. Sometimes well, you don't even have to wait ten years. Uh, there's a, how many different places now are coming out and say this family leave thing that's going to kick in next year, right, is already in trouble. It is already in trouble. And what and and when you look at this. On the basic for, basis, for example, the family leave um, initiative. It was passed by the people of Colorado. It was sold to the people of Colorado. And pe- people didn't really read it. And that's why this voter's guide that we started back, I think, 2015, and I felt very naive when I did this, but I thought, I, you get your ballot and you get all these ballot initiatives and you don't know what's going on and then started to realize that there might be 20 some pages of something behind it and wasn't it was it Madison who said that you can't have laws that are so voluminous that the people can't understand it and um, so took a look at the family leave uh, initiative and, and we were a no on that but one of the key things that you can look at is if they don't treat people equally and it said that local governments, could opt out. Well, just on those merits, Alan, it should be a no, right? Right, right, exactly. I mean, the rule of law should apply to everyone. It's it's like you say all the time, there should be no special rights for special people. Let me jump in here for a second, because the phrase you just used, the Family Leave Act that was sold to the voters, it's still being sold. They're still airing commercials for it today, telling you all about why this is such a good deal. Where's the money coming from to air those commercials and why the need to air commercials like that you you've nailed it where's the money coming from and why is there that need to continue that and uh, so let's get over here to our bill of the day it is house bill 1215 limits on hospital facility fees and it says the bill defines uh the healthcare provider is a person goes through all that. It says the bill prohibits a healthcare provider affiliated with or or owned by a hospital or health system from charging a facility fee for healthcare services furnished by for the provider for outpatient services, certain blah 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 blah. Okay, I'm just gonna say first of all, I find this so interesting after the whole how long ago was that? Four or five, six years ago, the whole moving the hospital provider fee over into an enterprise zone. And so I don't quite understand exactly why they are doing this exactly. I think we have a hospital industrial complex now as we look at things. But um, as many of you know, I'm the new president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. I have to give a, a shout out to these people that have worked before me. Because uh, it's been, uh, they've been doing this since 1976, which is pretty amazing. But uh, on, uh, we just came out and very simply said that House Bill 1215 is more government intrusion into our health care. And when government becomes involved, the price goes up, the supply becomes limited, the quality goes down. And then they actually use the safety clause on this, which is very inappropriate. So that we very succinctly said that this is a no. Alan Thomas. I, I would have to agree with that. You know, this isn't going to fix any of the health care issues until government figures out its proper role. Right. The other thing about it, though, I learned, have learned, is big business and big government like each other. So big hospitals and big government like each other. This may be a, an illusion of attempting to, to do something, but 
they need to be separated. They don't right. need to be working together on all this. We get to have these uh, conversations because of great sponsors. And one of those great sponsors is the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And they can create per- personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from prote- protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan team now at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Great news. I just got the State Farm personal price plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, Take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3pointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. I've been a wild rover for many Well done, Producer Steve. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everyone. Uh, welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. Uh, it is an Alan Thomas uh, Friday. It's great to have Alan Thomas in studio. And he's written another very excellent, important piece uh, regarding border security has always been the government's primary job. We'll focus on that in segments three and four. But border security connects with so many other things that are happening. You know, there's a pipeline from the border right up here to um, to Denver, and it must be going right out to DIA because you can uh, park your car out at DIA, DIA, go on your trip, and you may come home, and it may not be there. That is a very that's a disservice, Alan Thomas. <laughs> it really is, you know, and and the fact that we're what number one in auto theft yeah. now in the nation yeah uh, it's it's disturbing uh it is steve i know this has really been a hot button issue for you 
Well, okay, uh, out of our package today, there's three major carriers, insurance carriers, that are looking at not covering certain vehicles in either Den- the Denver metro area or maybe even Colorado across the board. I'd have to go read it again. But look at that. And, I mean, I get embarrassed. We, you, we're becoming a laughingstock to the rest of the nation and saying, what is going on in your mm-hmm. state? Mm-hmm. Now, my question I asked you in the pre-call yeah, and this is not. I don't want to go after law enforcement. Obviously, they got their hands full in this in this culture as it erodes as it is. But why can't they go get together, join hands, and crush the market for stolen vehicles? Now, what's happening with them? Are they being stripped, sold for parts? Are they being ushered out of the state? But if you take away the demand, it, it seems like I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just too darn simplistic. And what about anti-theft devices? I would have thought. How many years have it has it been now since we have those fobs mm-hmm. that you have in your in your pocket, and as long as it's close to the car, the car will operate. Well, obviously they found a way around that. Yeah, and that's the thing. There is such creativity and innovation in crime. <laughs> there is, you know, but you know, some of that kind of speaks to the broken window fallacy too, right, Steve? Like, why are we having to foot the bill for more security devices for lawlessness? Right. Yes. That that doesn't make it any better for us we should be preventing the lawlessness we shouldn't be coming up with ways for the consumer to prevent the lawlessness and ellen don't you think that these companies now i mean many of these uh large companies have not taken stands you know we've seen from the uh, claremont institute all these many different corporations that have funded black lives matter which uh, actually, Black Lives Matter, the organization, is a cultural Marxist organization. And uh, so they've kind of had a hands-off on all this this crime. And But now, for example, Kia and Hyundai are not going to be able to sell some of their vehicles in Colorado because people can't get insurance. So you can see that it's the old thing that is, um, people don't take a stand because it doesn't affect them. Well, these corporations haven't taken a stand because it didn't affect them. Well, it's going to start to affect them. Right, right. And it's going to hurt you in the in your pocketbook, too. Mm-hmm. You know, in, insurance claims hurt everybody. You know, when, when claims go up, everybody's rates go up. So this isn't this isn't something that just affects somebody whose car is stolen. It's affecting the whole state. That's an excellent point. We'll talk with Roger Mangan at State Farm Insurance about that as well. Uh, as we um, he come, we have conversations with him every Monday. So we'll want to do that. Alan, you and I, as we were um, coming up in the elevator, wanted to talk about Colorado's in big trouble. We're we're in the toilet, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and some and we had a very astute listener. We had said something that the the Democrats and the radical activists that have taken over the Democrat Party here in Colorado have said that they have a mandate. And I can't believe that people are voting for the mandate that we're seeing play out. But somebody said, is it a mandate if it's not the proper role of government? I thought, oh, that was good. That was good. That's perfectly said. But uh, there is a big fight going on in the Republican Party now. Uh, And... Um, I'm, I'm concerned about it. After Dave Williams was elected as chair to the Colorado Republican Party on Saturday, a couple of rather prominent Republican women, one of them a former host on one of the other radio stations and one a host on one of the other radio stations, uh, said that they were leaving the Republican Party. And 
I before this whole election, there were many voices talking about unity. <laughs> and uh, I've thought about where, how do I play out in all this? Because the principles of our American founding are most closely aligned with the Republican platform. But everything's gotten muddled, and we need to, and I, instead of getting into the, as you said, factions, we've got to take, continue to stay focused on these principles. So help me out here. So there's kind of two things. You know, one, I think, you know, I'll I'll use a basketball story. You know, when, when you're a basketball, you're a team, right? And I've seen this and I've been a part of these sorts of teams where when you start losing, it's very easy to go into this death spiral, right? You start yelling at your teammate, hey, that was a bad pass. Give me a better pass. Or, hey, that was a terrible shot. Quit turning the ball over. And you start attacking your teammates and slowly what happens is you start losing the game worse and worse as Mm -hmm. opposed to coming together as a team saying, hey, we're losing. We need to be more like a team in order to get out of this hole. But that's what we're doing as a Republican Party, right? We're starting to attack one another as opposed to coming together as a team saying, hey, we have better principles. We have better ideas. And what we're really seeing, Kim, is, again, factions within the Republican Party. And I want to go back to Federalist number 10 defines what a faction is. A faction isn't just somebody that thinks differently, right? A faction is somebody that wants to take the rights and take um, the the rights away from other individuals or other people. And what we're seeing is, is we're seeing this idea of, hey, you're not a rap MAGA Republican. You don't deserve to be coming to county assembly. Or you're a rhino. You shouldn't be in our party. And that's factious behavior. And it, it's going the other way, too. Like, I'm, it's not just one way MAGA saying that to the other way. There's absolutely people that are saying, you're right wing. You don't deserve a voice. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't be allowed to vote in the Republican Party. And that's factious behavior. That's okay. saying, I'm better than you. You don't deserve a seat at my table. And we're really seeing that really strongly in Colorado. And that's why we're falling apart as a party is because when you start to break into groups and you start saying this group doesn't deserve the same amount of rights as that group, then there's no way for us to come together to unite. Cause you know, frankly, Kim Republicans are the least of the three major groups, you right, know, Democrats right. and unaffiliated are both larger than the Republican party. We don't have, we, we don't have enough people to say you're not Republican enough for me or to be passing party purity tests and kicking them out of the party and expect to win any sort of elections and make any headway in the state. So, Alan, I wrote a piece because uh, this has been concerning to me as I've started to connect the dots. I've had I you know, um, I call them Republican operatives or consultants that have, have said one thing, said that you know, Republican principles. But then as I've been doing these voters guides, as I've been watching policy, for example, I mentioned the hospital provider fee. And I was pretty naive. I was still learning on all this. And I'd gone down to the Capitol to testify on this because basically what they were going to do, first of all, what a stinky thing. This hospital provider fee was being put on hospital bills for everybody that was in, had a hospital visit. But the legislature had said that it would not be shown as a line item on your bill. I mean, that's just dishonest to me. But it was creating all kinds of money, and they could change that fee. And then there was this big fight, and I don't remember all the details, but they were going to move that money 
out of the being that fee over to an enterprise zone, moves it out of Tabor limits, just all kinds of. And right. so it was I, a big Tabor fight. Yeah. Hey, it's a tax. <clears throat> it's it's not a fee, right? Exactly. <clears throat> and Republicans were out there saying we, you know, we want to protect Tabor, Tabor, and Tabor's the Colorado's taxpayers' bill of rights. And just and the three main things about that is it says that hey, if PBIs want to raise our, our taxes, they just have to ask us. If they want to incur debt that we, the taxpayer, has to pay off, they just have to ask us. Or if uh, government is going to keep uh, excess revenue above a very generous formula of. Uh, Population growth plus inflation, they just have to ask us. And so it's been Republicans and Democrats that have done all kinds of gyrations to get around that. So I went down to testify because I thought this was antithetical to Tabor, things that were supposed to happen. Republican senator voted, uh, and it it was a – I think there was – gosh, I can't remember. But anyway – his vote would have made a difference, and it would not have gotten out of committee, and it would have died there. Hmm. But he voted for it. But then on the floor, he voted against it. And that was my first kind of, hmm, you're not really— What's going on here? Yeah, what's going on here? And so I don't think it's factious to be frustrated with something like that. No, no. And, and you know, <laughs> we kind of we highlighted this a little bit. You know, Hamilton and Jefferson fought uproariously over things you know and they and even the federalist versus the anti-federalist when you look back both of them were claiming principle and both of them were disagreeing the difference is you can have these disagreements you can have this search for truth while still being reasoned and principled and not being factious you can say hey you're allowed to have a voice i'm allowed to disagree with you but I'm still going to allow you to have that voice at the end of the day. I'm still going to allow you a seat at my table to be able to s- discuss these issues. Whereas a factious uh, society would say, you know what? I disagree with you on that. So no matter what other topic we're going to talk about, I'm not going to talk to you about it. You need to not be allowed your voice. Like, for instance, if I, if I said, you know what? Liz Cheney had a great bill, right? There would be people in the Republican Party who said, oh, well, you're obviously a rhino, Alan. You're not principled. You agree with Liz Cheney on everything because you agreed with her on this one issue. And it's like, that's not right either. We need to be able to be the party of reason, not passion. And what that means is there are going to be times where reason and logic dictate and principles dictate that we're going to agree with people we didn't think we were going to agree with. So in your scenario right here with Liz Cheney, And so Liz Cheney, this is all hypothetical here, Right. Um, um, brings up a bill, and you think that it's a good bill. And you say, Kim, I think Liz Cheney has this good bill. And the difference between factious whatever and say, oh, there's no way anything good comes because of what, you know. She's a rhino, so she can't do anything right. right. She's not a real Mm -hmm. Republican. How How dare you support her, Alan? The other reasoned answer would be, what is the bill? Why do you think it's good? What's important about it, and right? Let's talk about the idea. Let's talk yes. about the idea. So I've been trying to figure this out as well with how we handle this on the show. And that is where we're going to – that's where I want to focus on is, is searching for truth. And, uh, for example, if there is a new tax that's being proposed, I want to look at the tax. I don't want to call people names, and I don't want to um, – 
uh, put people in groups. I don't want to shut down any voices. Uh, any voice is absolutely welcome on this show, and we'll talk about it. And that's where I've decided. The, the, and that's well, and that's, that's really what you've that's what you've been. done for a long time, Kim. Yeah. Is you've said if you're running for something, call me. Let me get you on my show. It doesn't matter, you know, what you actually believe in, and and you've taken hard stances on people that I know you you agree with mm-hmm. and you've asked them the difficult questions in the pursuit of truth. Right. And you've also done that to people. I know that principally you disagree with, right. but you allow them the opportunity to come on and voice their opinion, to give light to their ideas. And you allow your listeners to draw their own conclusions and to think rationally on it. You're not, and that's what should happen. That's what you should do as someone in the pursuit of truth. Truth doesn't need to shut down the voice of anybody because truth will prevail in the end. And we need to keep that in mind. So, you know what, if I may think, and there's definitely some issues that even you and I probably disagree with, but we can sit down and we can have a principled discussion. And at the end of it, we may still disagree or one or the other of us may say, you know what, that's a great point. We need to, I, I'm going to readjust how I think about that. And that's why we do this show, is to help our listeners do that, because we have to be equipped to be able to talk with other people about what is going on here. And so, and that, that's why, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't wait to get get to this piece that you've written regarding border security. And so Alan Thomas is in studio. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. We get to have these great conversations because of great sponsors. And one of those is Karen Levine. Homeownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of homeownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N, dot com. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. I've been a wild rover for many And happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Text line is 720-605-0647. I do just have to, I knew that Eric uh, was going to um, text on this, and I, I, I and he said, uh, he said people should use the car club as a theft deterrent, and that's Eric. Actually, we're going to see him a little bit later because I know he's bringing in some of his, some of his great burritos, which I'm excited about. Okay, Alan Thomas, um, border security has always been the government's primary job. So, where do you want to start with this? Well, since we were kind of talking about the Federalist Papers, I guess we can dive into that. Um, 
you know, the Federalist Papers were written to the colonies to, to, to convince them to adopt the Constitution we have today, right? And the very first couple uh, Federalist Papers are all about why we should unite and form one federal government. Because at the time, there was a lot of talk about the states forming different confederacies or the states all just being their separate independent nations. And uh, one of the points in Federalist Number 3 that the that Publius, the writer of the Federalist mm-hmm. Papers, makes is he points out that, you know, not only is just unity good for us as a country, but he makes the even more philosophical point that providing for the safety and security of its citizens is the primary role of a of any nation right and that that logically makes sense right you can't really have peace and tranquility within your country if you're constantly worried about whether you're going to be invaded or or whether foreign nations are going to have undue influence within the within the country so he points out you can't have a nation without providing for that safety and security of your citizens and he he also pointed out like you know listen we've as a country, we have different foreign nations bordering different states. So New York, for instance, doesn't have a foreign nation bordering it, but Virginia might. So if this foreign nation is bordering Virginia and they do something untoward towards Virginia, well, Virginia as a state has separate interests and uh, pride and ambition and jealousy. So they may start a war with Spain or with Great Britain. And that's going to suck all of us as a as all these colonies into a war with these foreign nations. And we don't want these states acting irrationally to guide our foreign policy as a nation. So, you know, one of the things that we should do is we should unite as all the colonies, create a federal government, and that federal government should be in charge of all of our foreign relations. That way... One state isn't doing something just because the other states are uninterested in the problems affecting it, right? The border security of Virginia and Georgia are just as important as border security with any of them. But New York, Maine, Delaware, they may not care about what's going on in Virginia. And they may not take this holistic approach and look at the whole of the nation the way the federal government can and should. So... All of that kind of sets up what's going on now. You know, we're seeing a lot of issues with border security, and it's really becoming a political issue when it shouldn't be, right? We're seeing a lot of uh, conservative states on the borders do things out of reactions to a failing of the federal government. And we're seeing a lot of uninterested Democratic-led states say, you know what, that's not my issue. You know what, Texas, Florida, that's your guys' issue. And the whole point of this is to say, you know what, whether you're a a Democrat or a Republican, we should all get behind the fact that the federal government is in charge of our border and they're failing in their job. And actually, this impacts all of the states in ways that you can't really see. So we all should have a vested interest in the federal government um, doing its primary job and duty of protecting its the safety of its citizens. And as producer Steve, uh, there was that big uh, push at the border this last weekend, and you had a, a question that you that popped up in your mind. After you know, you, you just absorbed the, the news, and I saw that there was this big rush of the border in um, El Paso, and I said that 
primarily the group seemed to be comprised of people from Venezuela. All right, so fast forward. Now it's Monday morning. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm coming up 25. And one of those mystery buses passes me. You know, the obviously the, the big touring-type bus, but it doesn't have any markings on it. And, you know, after you'd hate to be suspicious in nature, but you're kind of thinking, wait a minute, could there be some fresh people from Venezuela on that bus? So then you have to start to ask, who's funding the bus? Who organized that? This is not there, – there's some organization going on all of this. But we were talking about factions in the last segment, and – so do you, this is causing f- factious behavior now between the states. When when uh, Ron DeSantis initial, initially bussed immigrants up to uh, New York or whatever, I thought, oh, that is creative. But it's factious, isn't it? Well, it it may not necessarily be factious, but what it is is it's, it's the state saying, hey, guys, you guys are pretending like this is just my issue because it's happening to me. This is something that affects the the whole republic. And it's kind of him giving a visual example of, hey, guys, just because it's affecting Florida doesn't mean that you guys should be uninterested in okay. what's happening. Okay. And so it's not – I would say it's more Florida doing something they really shouldn't have to do in the first place. Okay. And, and and what it what it is is it's a it's a symptom of an issue and a problem of the federal government failing its job, and it's this it's Florida and Texas. You know, Governor Abbott's also been mm-hmm. using buses to send um, illegal aliens to sanctuary cities or states, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, you guys are creating this issue. You guys need to be more interested in this." And hey, federal government, do something. And that's not good behavior either. I mean, that's that's a state being jealous or a, a state saying, you know what, we're going to act out a little bit because the federal government's not doing its job. But, you know, regardless of what you personally believe on what immigration should or shouldn't be, the fact remains that it is the role in the proper role of the federal government to handle that issue. And right now we all need to sit back and say, you know what, we may disagree on how to deal with this issue. But there is an issue, and it needs to be handled with, and it needs something needs to be done soon. Well, and <clears throat> it's empowering uh, lawlessness cartels along mm-hmm. the border. I we see reports that says that the cartels are really in charge of the border instead of the federal government, which is our, which is uh, their proper role. Yes, exactly. And and you know that's one of the examples I brought up. The you know obviously we have a fentanyl issue here in Colorado and across the country. And that's coming from one source. You know, that's coming from our southern border. You know, the other horrific aspect of this, Kim, is the human trafficking through our southern border went from a million-dollar industry to a billion-dollar industry in the span of several years. And Really? You know, I mean, that much? That much, yes. I, I, I forget exactly what the article was, but mm-hmm. it was a well-sourced article. And, you know, Kim... I, can we not all unite behind human trafficking oh at the very least? I mean, the the absolute depravity that that is and say, you know what, if it's a billion dollar industry now, can we not do something about it? Can we all not say, you know what, we're going to set aside our political demagogues. We're going to set aside our political differences. We need to tell our, our elected officials something needs to happen and it needs to happen now. This is This has become too politically contentious and we may be disagreeing about the exact implementations, but we need to start coming together as a country and saying we have an issue and we need to solve it. And we have a responsibility as 
as citizens to have these conversations. And um, it's Alan, it's beyond me, though, that we've got a federal government that, I mean, we're sending all this money to Ukraine for them to, you know, support or protect their border. And then nothing here. I mean, I can't. It doesn't register with me. It's been. But, you know, Kim, you might be able to talk to this better than me because you're a little bit older. But this border. Well, I never (laughs) said how much. (laughs) But this has been an issue that has gone on through Republican and Democrat administrations. I mean, let's 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 be perfectly honest. I mean, Trump had two had the House and the Senate and this wasn't fixed either. So, you know, whether that was a failing of you know, political differences within the Republican Party, I wholeheartedly agree. But at the same time, you know, this was things that Clinton and Bush and everybody's been talking about for a long time. So this isn't a failing of specifically Biden. He's exacerbated some of the issues. And we're seeing we're seeing some of the progressive policies in full action and how terrible they can get. But this is something that we have just been politically factious about and just have disagreed so strongly that we've allowed no action to happen for decades. You're absolutely right. And that's uh, and it has been through both Republican and uh, Democrat administrations. And so I've got a question for you, and we're going to continue this important conversation. And we get to do this because of great sponsors like Roots Medical. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. It's more critical than ever to get the firearms training you must have to be confident in protecting yourself and your family. Learning from the expertly trained instructors at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you will learn the skills necessary to be ready for anything you have to deal with. If you learned how to shoot by way of Granddad Taught Dad Taught Me, you may be missing critical elements of safety and proficiency training that can only be learned in the right environment with a knowledgeable and industry-leading instructor who can analyze and diagnose shooting mistakes, helping you prepare properly. At Franktown Firearms, they believe understanding how guns work Learning the fundamentals the right way and being confident in using a gun can mean the difference between life and death. When people leave Franktown classes, they feel empowered. They look forward to practicing and getting more training. Go to franktownfirearms.com and sign up for one of our training classes today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's Friday! It is Friday, and happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Uh, welcome back. Check out, out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. 
Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And as you all know, a nonprofit that I love is the USMC Memorial Foundation. Uh, all the work that I've done with veterans, sitting across the table or the phone lines with veterans that have put their lives on the line and seen their buddies lose their lives because they're standing against bad guys, against tyranny, uh, is it's one of the reasons I love the USMC Memorial Foundation. And to help them as they're raising money for the remodel, you can do that by going to the USMCMemorialFoundation.org. That's USMCMemorialFoundation.org. You can buy a brick to honor your military service, your uh, loved one's military service, and that'll be on one of the walkways of service. And again, all that can happen at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Alan Thomas is in studio. We're talking about his essay. We'll roll that out this weekend. Border security has always been the government's primary role, and they are failing miserably right now, but it's because they haven't done anything for a long time, and that has been under both administ- both Republican and Democrat am- administrations, Alan. Right, exactly. And, you know, the, the brilliant thing about the Federalist Papers, and I think something we could all be reminded on, is, is to be persuasive, you have to agree with people, right? You have to create this sense of agreement before you can push their belief system. And that's really the genius of... Federalist number three is he's sitting here going, okay, we're having these these big fights about whether we should have a federal government or not, but can we all not agree that national safety and security is is the number one thing that a, that a government should should provide? And I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody to disagree with that, right? I mean, I'm sure there's some of these World Economic Forum people that would say no, open borders for all, but at the same time saying that, hey, we as people living in a society should be safe, that's something everybody can agree on. Nobody wants to be standing in their home going, am I safe today? That's not going to allow you to to have a life. That's not going to allow you to have a business that, that provides you no base security to, to, pursue, to pursue any other means. So we're starting out at this foundation of, okay, if a federal government is to provide peace and safety, how are we supposed to do it? So I guess that's one thing I just wanted to to make sure and highlight is if we're going to be persuasive, if we're disagreeing about issues, take a step back and say, okay, well, what can we agree on? Can we agree that this is the federal government's role and purpose? Okay, great. Where can we go from there? Let's start talking about some of these issues and, and start applying our principles. That way we don't get into this issue that we're in today. Okay. Big question on, on this. And um, we had a listener that had texted me. Um, hold on here. Something needed to be done five years ago. And oh, it, it, somebody said that Trump closed the border and tried to build a wall. And, and I, I don't think you're saying that he didn't. I guess we were saying that I, Republicans saying that and Democrats haven't done anything. Trump did try to do something. He about did that. try and do something. But again, the issue wasn't fixed. You know, we still have tons of immigration problems. We, we still have lots of lots of issues that that haven't been fixed right. yet. Well, exactly. I, th- I think to your point, we were talking about different administrations, and the listener is right. Trump was doing that, but but under his administration, when we had um, both, we had both, both House, the of, House and the Senate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing was done during that time. But yet, I think the leaders in Congress and in the Senate. They didn't want to do anything about it. Right. So the the elected, yes, our, our legislative 
branch has really crushed any ability for us to do anything for decades and decades. Right, right. So thank you for that clarification from our listener. And uh, another one, some, someone said something needed to be done soon five years ago. <laughs> right, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's when are the two best times to plant a tree, right? Well, 30 years ago or today. So just because it, we're in this issue now doesn't mean we shouldn't start doing something today. Okay, I'm going to throw you a curveball. You know I do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you always okay, do. But this is, this is important when we talk about national security, being safe. We are now seeing, though, that the, that narrative is, was used during COVID to keep people safe, to, to force or coerce an injection, or we're seeing it now with the assault upon the Second Amendment to keep – and I saw this. Uh, some kids were um, – um, protesting, marching down to the Capitol for, for safety against gun violence. And so that safe, that is a border security issue, that narrative is being used for unconstitutional, not proper role of government issues. And I know I'm throwing this at you, but... No, and, and that's something, you know, when, when the Federalists were talking about demagoguery, that's what they said. They said, you know what, there's going to be nobody that's going to be a greater advocate for your rights than these people. And But the point they were making is special rights for special people, right? They're, the the founders knew, hey, the number one thing that that's going to convince people is they're going to say, hey, your rights aren't protected. Your rights aren't are, are being infringed upon. So you need to trust us to provide those for you, as opposed to what our constitutional model is, is, hey, everybody has this base set of rights and you're good to go. But he pointed out the political leaders will use fear. They'll use whatever they have to to get the power that they want. And so you as a, as a, as a citizenry, one, you need to have civic knowledge about the government that you have. But two, you also need to have you need to be a virtuous people. You need to have self-reliance, self-assertion, self-restraint. If you don't have those, well, then you're going to give in to these political leaders. You know, they they really did not view political leaders as a good thing. They, they thought if you need a leader, you're incapable of thinking for yourself. If you're relying on, on leaders to tell you what you need to think politically, well, then you're incapable of thinking principally. You're incapable of having your own political ideas. So to to the Federalists, they really used leader as a very negative term, mm-hmm. especially when it came to politics. They said, no, I, I don't I personally don't want a leader telling me how to think at all. You know, I I think Ron DeSantis has done great things, but you know what? On every issue he has, I want to have the ability to think separately from him, mm-hmm. to use my own reason and logic, to have this own self-reliance of thought to say, you know what? I disagree with how you handled this, but I may agree with you on that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that's what we're really losing right now is we're trying to look for this party leadership and we're trying to put this off on our elected officials when we need to be introspective and we need to say, no, what we need to be advocating for is leadership at an individual level. We need to be advocating for we the people to know and understand our government and be able to not look up to these political leaders who will will bloviate and try and scare us and kowtow us into submission, we need to say, no, every individual is their own personal political leader. And I love that. And language is so important. We've talked about this before, that I no longer, I mean, we've been conditioned to call them elected officials. They're not. 
They're elected representatives, Mm -hmm. and we need to remind them that they are representatives of the people. And first and foremost, uh, this vision of the declaration that all men are created equal. So, for example, the Family Leave Act, you just go to that right there in the declaration, and you have that uh, the law is um, for some people and not just on that right there. You have to say this is not part of the American idea. That's pretty easy. Right. It is pretty easy. But, you know, it's it's even more than that. There's a self-reliance there aspect, too, that, that virtuousness of, hey, I need to not rely on other people to provide for my life. You know, it's I want to be self-reliant enough that I don't need to rely on laws and rules and regulations mm-hmm. to, to be able to live my life. And actually, if we would lower taxes, lower rules, lower regulations, people have more of their own stuff to be able to uh, go after their um, and that's life, the great liberty, irony, and right? It is. It is. Oh, gosh, just two minutes. How do you want to button this up? <laughs> well, you know, I, I guess I'll, I will button this up and come to the defense of uh, there was one Democratic uh, congressman Democrat, who said— I don't call him dem- Democratic. <laughs> Democrat congressman who said, you know, we shouldn't label the, the cartels as terrorists, right? We're, this isn't a terrorist. And, and the point I want to make just to kind of button this up is it doesn't matter if the federal government labels a cartel a terrorist or not. You know, it doesn't matter that that label of a terrorist organization doesn't magically give the federal government the right to step in and intervene in this border crisis. It doesn't magically absolve the federal government of the right to step in. We need to quit using these labels and we need to quit going after people when it's the proper role of government to to fix this border crisis, to go after the cartels, to provide for the peace and tranquility of the of its U.S. citizens. And it doesn't matter whether you label it a terrorist organization or not. Their actions are not are not creating peace and tranquility. It's not we aren't more safe as a society having these cartels there. And that's all the federal government needs to go on. We don't need special labels for the for the federal government to fulfill its proper role of government. And we just need to come together as a, a society and say, you know what, something needs to be done. We need to demand action and we need to demand it through our representatives. And if they're not going to do something, uh, we need to get them out of there. Yes, absolutely. Elections are so important. And uh, as, so thank you so much for, for this great essay that we'll roll out this weekend as border security has always been the government's primary job. And uh, our quote for the end of the show is Albert Einstein. He said, after hydrogen, the most common thing in the university or universe, oh, uh, that was a Freudian slip. Huh? Yeah, it might be a little there. <laughs> it's stupidity. My friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals. And like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Stay tuned for hour number two. Through the mountains climbing, twisting, turning further from my home. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce. Through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great American woman
It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to our number two of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And happy St. Patrick's Day to the team. That is producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Echo, Charlie, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. March 17th. It's You know what? It's also Brad Beck's birthday. Oh, yes. I'm glad you remembered that. Co-founder of uh, Liberty Toastmasters. And uh, yes, it is his birth. So happy birthday, Brad Beck, if he's listening. Yeah, happy birthday. Hey, I got to ask you, uh, what's green and sits in your backyard? <laughs> what's? <laughs> I don't know. What is it, Steve? Patio furniture. <laughs> and why shouldn't you iron a four-leaf clover? Why? You don't want to press your luck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hats off to you. That's excellent, Alan Thomas. It's so great you're going to be able to stay here for for hour number two. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And uh, we lots of uh, lots of stuff coming in here on the on the text messages regarding our our uh, our conversation in the first hour regarding your essay, which will be in the newsletter this weekend. Border security has always been the government's primary job. So let's, uh, well, first of all, I wanted to mention uh, America's Veteran Stories that will be on from at 3 o'clock on this Sunday, and we are rebroadcasting an interview. I did several interviews with him. Jody Lander, Texas boy, uh, who was a World War II paratrooper that jumped in to, uh, Normandy on D-Day, and it is just a fabulous interview. So we decided that we would rebroadcast that, Steve. Yes, and... Uh Oh, by the way, I, we, we need a little something uh, I need for us to record before we can put that to bed, by the way. Okay, I know, and we'll, we'll get that done here after the show. And uh, so be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. Uh, you'll get first look at all of our upcoming guests, as we, as well as our most recent essays. Email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station, uh, station searching for truth and clarity uh, by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom, or control versus liberty, um, right versus wrong, all these different de- decisions and or these uh, questions. Text line is 720-605-0647. And um, a couple of things. Uh, one of our listeners said that we had we had somebody that, and I'm paraphrasing some of these things, we had a president that would have helped America, it would help the world, um, but had personal things that had happened in his life. And um, we're not going to have perfect people, uh, but we, we've, we've got to have people that look at these, the founding, Alan, the founding of America, the Constitution, these principles, and have us, all of us, we're all imperfect people, but keep our eye on that North Star, Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's something the the Federalist Papers acknowledges, you know, it's it's like, you know, no, people aren't going to be perfect. And, and so 
even though their circumstances might be kind of funky, we still need to allow them to have the right to to be a person, to have ideas, to have a voice. But at the same point, we're not utterly depraved, right? We're not we're not as a human species just absolutely amoral. Well, right? <laughs> Some people are, but you know, overall the tendency of human nature is, yeah, we're not perfect, but we're not horrible. You know, we've done some people do horrible things, but generally as as mankind, we we've done okay, mm-hmm. right? We're not we're not the worst, we're not demons, but we're not angels. You mm-hmm. know, we're somewhere in the middle. So, we need to realize that our government was was created with that in mind. It's not some utopia like, you know, they mm-hmm. weren't that's kind of what communism and all that is based on. It's utopia. Hey, we're perfect. We're all going to be harmonious. We're all going to share and I live and let and live, <laughs> right? And and that's not the correct way to look at the human nature either. So it, it's somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So and, and to that point, then, it's uh, we we need to keep our focus on ideals. And you know what? I know I always here's another curveball coming, Alan Thomas. And I'm thinking about education. Uh, we're sending our children to school, and I think people have thought that at going to school, they're learning how to read, write, do arithmetic. When I say read, though, there's a bunch of junk out there. We need. When I talk about at the end of the show, we need to be reading great books. We There's only a certain amount of hours in the day as human beings. There's only a certain amount of hours in the day in the school day. And we ha- we decide what we do with those. And the idea that we are having kids that are graduating that can't read and write and do arithmetic, but by gosh, they know a whole lot about being put into groups through CRT or iterations thereof or being taught, when we talk about depravity, focusing on uh, the physical aspects of of, uh, of, of humankind instead of the, the bigger ideas that's where depravity comes in, I think. What do you think? Well, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, there's, you know, listen, how many PhDs were spread out among the founding fathers? None. Exactly. But I guarantee almost all of them have a better idea and are probably more well-read than some PhDs of, of philosophers today. You know, I doubt that some of these progressive PhD-holding philosophers have read Aristotle and Plato and Machiavelli and all of these things that, that the Founding Fathers did. So, you know, it's no excuse to not have a title behind your name to not be well-read. You know, you you also agree, right? You tell I, the story all the time of, of your educational background. But the fact is, you can go out there and you can learn. I mean, we live in the information age. I can look up right now on my cell phone quotes by Plato and Aristotle and not have to read the entire book, but I would be more well served by reading all of it. But it still gives me no excuse not to learn and and to be in the pursuit of truth and to be in the pursuit of learning just because the educational system is failing. Right. Right. And and so to that point, I wanted to mention the uh, Saline County, Kansas, uh, exam to graduate out of eighth grade. Have you had a chance to take a look at that? I haven't. You tell me to every you time. You know what? I, we're gonna, I forget we're gonna have to. to. That's okay. We're going to have to do that because I am sure that, I mean, I can't answer all the questions. If I, if I went back and started to study, I could do that. But I'm sure that there are PhDs that could not, uh, could not answer those questions. So uh, our quote for this show, the show at the beginning here is from Albert Einstein. I know I like paper. 
<laughs> and uh, Albert Einstein was a German-born theoretical physicist, widely acknowledged to be one of the greatest and most influential physicists of all time. I, I practice that. I can say that. Einstein is best known for developing the theory of relativity, but he also made important contributions to the development of the theory of quantum mechanics, born in 1879, died in 1955. First question, aren't you, are, you're an engineer, right? Mechan- yeah, are you I mechanical? Uh, environmental. Environmental, okay. okay. Strong middle-of-the-road engineering background. So. Awesome, awesome. Albert Einstein said this. He said, we can't solve today's problems with the mentality that created them. And, I mean, it's still so true. But, you know, it, it's also scalable, right? I mean, that's that's true personally, and that's also true as a country, as a nation, as a people, and as humankind. You're so smart. I hadn't thought about the scalability on that, but you're absolutely right. We get to have these great conversations. Alan Thomas is in studio, uh, and we'll be talking with Dr. Rachel Corbett here in just a moment. And we get to do this because of great sponsors like the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team. And he wants you to know that you are uh, feel, can feel safe and well-served to understand your insurance coverage and to know that their office will respond to your call or text 24 hours a day. For that 24-hour peace of mind, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. I've been a wild rover for many Yes, and happy St. Patrick's Day to all of you. And uh, producer Steve, we had a listener that has a, has a question for you. It says, ask producer Steve where an Irishman goes on vacation to the next bar. Oh, oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch, I know. It says, happy St. Patty's Day. Uh, Alan Thomas is in studio. Great to have you for hour number two. Glad that worked for your schedule. And uh, your essay, Border Security, has always been the government's primary job. Uh, a very important essay. Highly recommend that people check that out. It'll be in the newsletter and then on the website. And uh, very pleased to have on the line with me Dr. Rachel Corbett. She is with Roots Medical. And Roots Medical is a fabulous medical practice, getting to the root of your health care. Instead of just looking at symptoms, it's like, let's figure this out. And I know that their practice is growing leaps and bounds. Dr. Rachel Corbett, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy um, St. Patrick's Day. Can you believe it's March 17th? It's unbelievable. No, I- 
I can't. I have a. Uh, my son was born on the 16th, and he turned 20 yesterday, and I can't believe that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what there was a movie. Um, oh, now I can't remember the. It was a, a golf movie, but. Uh, anyway, there had been time that had passed, and they the line was, and it was only a moment ago. So I'm sure those 20 years seem like it was only a moment ago, right? Sure does. Sure does so. <laughs> Bagger Vance, that's what it was, the legend of Bagger Vance. That's what it was. So Dr. Rachel Corbett, I, I, I want to talk with uh, about this uh, documentary that you want to talk about, anecdotal, but I know that you've been watching legislation down at the state house. Are there is there any updates that you want our listeners to know before we get into our other subject? Well, you know, we really um, we we are are partnered with the Stand for Health Freedom, and I did testify for a couple of bills. Um, I guess it was about a month ago, and they're the ones who are really on top of the bill. So. If you go to their website, Stand for Health Freedom, they will update you on all the bills. So, yeah, I, I'm a little bit behind. I, I, I don't know about you, but because we talk a lot about this in NLP, things are either move forward, which means things that you there are things in your life that you want to do, and then there's things that are move away from, which are things that you feel like you kind of have to do. And I, to me, this is a move away from. So I have to take breaks. So I'll testify for a while, and then I have to kind of remove myself because it really takes a lot out of me because this is a move away from for me as opposed to a move forward for me. Right. Does that make sense? You know, it does. And and Dr. Rachel, uh, a new volunteer position I've taken on is president of the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. And what that means is every Friday I go through all the legislation that is scheduled for the next week. And I almost mm-hmm. hold my breath because we're getting into the in the middle of the session. I'm thinking this has got to slow down. But last week they had 64 bills that were scheduled for uh, hearings. And it's like we don't need 64 new bills. And then when I read them, I see this continual assault upon individual yep. freedom, upon an assault upon the sanctity of the individual. And it it. It is. It, it weighs heavy on my heart, Dr. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. <clears throat> so with that, though, let's move over to the subject, uh, this uh, documentary, Anecdotal. I it's. Uh, I, I didn't get to watch all of it, but I, I kind of got the gist of it. So set this up for our listeners, Dr. Rachel. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that we really talk a lot about at PANDA, which is the international organization, that's the data organization, the data analytics, is how do you get out of the echo chambers with this? And I don't know about you. I feel like even when I go talk to people or I talk to groups or, you know, do different things, it's, you're still kind of in the echo chamber with people that believe the thing, same things that you do. And it's rare to really have a conversation with somebody who doesn't agree with you on this issue, who is really open and wants to talk to you about this. I mean, I would I would say um, there's probably a large majority of my friends that don't even know how I feel about this. And you know that I'm one of the most outspoken people publicly, but I'm only speaking to those groups that basically feel the same way as we do. And how do you get out of those echo chambers? And so... Jennifer Sharp, who's the director of this movie and who the movie is about, 
she was in town and she, we, she was a guest for Denver and I would describe her and I, you know, I hate these labels. I really do. It, it's just interesting just to get the point across, but she's a black woman who, you know, is very, you know, left leaning and was very much for the vaccine and then had a vaccine injury. And so she came to Denver and did a showing and it was a great, uh, a great turnout. And it was amazing to me because I think if there's one film that could sway people who are on the other side to this side, at least start kind of breaking down the barriers this film, she did a fabulous job of doing that. She just did such a fantastic job. And when you talk about barriers, Dr. Rachel, what are you talking about exactly? Well, I think that, you know, when we're talking about, when, when you're, when, like, I, I'll give you an example. If I'm talking to somebody who is for the vaccine, they don't want to hear any other discussion. They don't want to, they, they just really, I mean, I, I have some friends that are open and they'll ask me why I'm doing what I'm doing and they're very curious and you know those I think those are my smart friends and <laughs> and I mean curious I mean like curious is being a part of being smart and then there's it other is. friends that will refuse to ask, have this conversation refuse to even understand that you know what is going on or refuse to even look right you know like when you look at the the death you know the unknown cause of death being one of the leading cause of death right now I'm like fine i don't know what it's from but just research it do the work and nobody you know governments don't want to do the work because they're going to find out that they really messed up and they don't want to admit that so they're not going to even start looking at what is causing all this unknown death and you know i told you about that cartoon that's you know so hilarious and it said you know, we can figure out how mummy died you know ten thousand years ago but we can't figure out how all these people are dying right now and so, you know, of course, it goes back to our, you know, our conversation that we had several weeks ago about how the mind works and how it just doesn't want to see things. I think this movie is, this is the movie that I send my friends who don't believe me. This is the movie I'm going to start sending them because it comes from a different approach. It comes from this woman who was very much for the vaccine and then now had a vaccine injury. And it kind of starts breaking down the fact that it's not safe. So, Dr. Rachel, one of the uh, people that tell their stories in the movie uh, said that uh, she'd gotten the um, experimental drug vaccine uh, and she had an injury, but most everybody that she knows did not. So how, how does that match up? What's your thoughts on that? So absolutely, and I totally get that. And I was, you know, having this conversation with a friend of mine after I said there's a movie, and she's like, "Well, it helped so many people by not giving COVID because COVID was so dangerous." So this is another, you know, misinformation that is that COVID is really dangerous. It's dangerous for a small percentage of the population, you know, for the elderly and the people with comorbidities. It's not dangerous for young kids and young adults and so in medicine it's always a risk versus benefit look and what so the risk versus the benefits they they always have to out well outweigh it and then you put 
you know, like early treatment in the mix. And that completely changes that because we do have great treatment options for treating COVID that um, have very minimal side effects. And kind of, I think the reason that this is really important is because every time the CDC and the FDA says safe and effective, and you show that people have had severe injuries, then that should really start having people start questioning what their belief system is. And I, you know, I don't, I am kind of semi-retired and I do very little in the office, but I asked you know, Tracy and Cora and the other people in the office, I said, how many how many people are you seeing with vaccine injuries? And Cora literally told me, she said, I have, I only see four a day because I mentally cannot take it seeing more than four a day because mm-hmm. it's so draining. Again, you know, this, is a, this is hard for us to do. It's hard for us to see. It's hard for us to fight this battle. Um, and so she sees at least four a day. And that's, to me... I've never seen anything like that. I mean, they just took they took some eye drops off because it killed one person, and then we have something, you know, that we don't even we won't even look into the numbers about how many people this really is injuring and killing. And to me, that's just so unbelievable. But it's always a risk versus benefits, and it, but they don't want to look at the risks of this because they think the benefits are so great. But the truth is, we all know that they over-exaggerated how severe COVID was. And, I, you know, again, I, I, I hate to go down these rabbit holes. I, I try to be as analytical as possible. It's just amazing to me the sequence of events where they overestimated how dangerous it was. And then they come out with a vaccine. And then they try to discredit any kind of early treatment. Yeah, that that was what that was really wild to me, Dr. Rachel. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about you, but just again, anecdotally, because we can't you don't have any nobody's going to is willingly to objectively going to look at this. But I during during the middle of COVID, I had two friends that lost their parents from something completely different. And the nursing homes both put COVID on the death certificate and both my friends said no you cannot do that because i had talked to them about that and if you think about all the thousands of people that didn't even look at the birth certificate or didn't even question it that to me is an over you know that was over reporting right yes. and that yeah and that happened and a lot of, a lot of doctors are coming out now saying that you know, the hospitals were so firm about not doing any treatments early on in the beginning, which is just is, is, is unbelievable to me. Well, and that happens when you get big government and big uh, like hospital industrial complexes working together. Just a, a note, uh, up in Grand Lake, the coroner received a, a, an award from the U.S. Constitution Week. This was not last year, but the year before. Because uh, Grand Lake's a small county, and uh, so she's she's pretty uh, in tune with the deaths in, in Grand County. And there had been a uh, murder-suicide, 
and it happened. And then she noticed that the state had actually um, said the cause of death was COVID. And so she started to challenge uh, Governor Polis on that narrative. And I don't know ultimately if he ever changed his mind, but he he continued to support that narrative that that was uh, those were COVID deaths, which those then inflated the numbers, which they then used those inflated numbers to push another narrative. Dr. Rachel. Absolutely. And one of my favorite lectures that we had on Panda was uh, Leo Biddle. And he's a He's a he's an orangutan expert in Southeast Asia, and I was like, "What in the world is he going to be talking about?" You know, because I was like, I, I think it's interesting that he's even a part of Panda, and he gave one of the most fascinating lectures that I've seen on Panda, and he said, basically, our the the, the orangutans and the great apes they follow our. Exactly, our morbidity and mortality rate for the flu, for every single infectious disease, whether it's in the wild or in the zoo, both they follow it exactly. Hmm. And he said that was not the case for COVID. Hmm. He said, can you tell me why? And he asked all of us and we're like, well, because, you know, they're in the zoo and they're they're getting a good diet or they're isolated or a lot of them are on ivermectin or something like that. He said none of those are actually true. The biggest difference between the why we saw a difference in mortality and morbidity rate in the great apes and the humans when concerning COVID is because of fear. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay, well, we get to have these very important conversations because of great sponsors such as Three Points Financial. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact threepointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. St. Patrick's Day to all of you. Check out our website. That's KimMunson.com, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. You'll get the first look at Alan Thomas's essay, Border Security has always been the government's primary job. And uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea... You shouldn't have to force people to do it. We have Dr. Rachel Corbett on the line. We're talking about this documentary, Anecdotal. Alan Thomas, uh, any? What's your thoughts on this? With what Dr. Rachel is uh, commenting on? Well, you know the 
the single thing that seems to stick out to me is we treated COVID as a single variable, single variable, right? We just wanted to prevent the spread as opposed to, and we were listening to subject area experts who were only wanting to prevent the spread as opposed to looking at it holistically, you know, as opposed to looking at it of, hey, how's this going to affect the mental health of children? How's this going to affect the mental health of adults? How is this, you know, is the vaccine healthy for you? How's it going to affect the economy and jobs? And again, the, the interconnected relationship with the mental health with that. So, you know, when you look at issues with just one single variable, it leads to things like we're seeing in the banking industry now and what happened in our response to COVID. So, you know, this anecdotal is is absolutely fascinating because it's acknowledging, hey, there's more to a subject than just one single variable. Boy, that likes, makes a lot of sense, doesn't it, Dr. Rachel? Absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, that is the biggest thing with all of this. And one of the other lectures we had on Panda was the, the man who was a producer for Kiss the Ground. And he's an environmentalist. And he, he that is his exact argument for the environment as well. Like, you just don't decrease the emissions. You have to look at all the other different options there are. And his, he made a parallel with the environment and COVID, you know, where we just looked at the one thing and wouldn't look at anything else that we could do to prevent all these different other things. And I don't think I, it, it was just not looking at the whole picture. And there was a concerted effort not to look at the whole, you know, picture. They, if if anybody was outspoken about looking at the whole picture, you were shut down very quickly. Well, and that I think is should be a big red flag to all of us. And I think you yes. alluded to it earlier, but it's curiosity, and or maybe Alan, it's you said individual curiosity, asking the questions, you know, how these things match up, and and I, I don't, I mean, it just seems like a, a real, it's it almost seems like a real evil when instead of talking about the issues, no matter what it might be. Is, is you just shut down the conversation instead of saying, hmm, I wonder if we should look under the hood a little bit more on this or on this or on this. Uh, I'm, I'm realizing if somebody wants to shut down the conversation, then I really want to take a look at what's going on, Dr. Rachel. I 100% agree. And, and that is the true essence of science, right? That's the true essence of science is being curious, being open, and looking at everything objectively, that's a true scientist. And also it's a true journalist, too, because I think the other industry that has been very violated on their ethics and their morals has been the journalists. They have also been shut down. I had a really interesting conversation with a journalist the other day about an article that he uh, put out about ivermectin, and I, I called him and I said, uh, tell me exactly. I want to know how ivermectin works. I asked him. I said, "I, I want, I want to know what you know." And he didn't know anything. He did not know anything. And I said, "That's not right for you to put an article like that." And you can't even answer my simple questions about how, how ivermectin works. And I asked all these other questions, and it, it just makes me sad to see these two industries, both science, you know, medicine, science, and then also journalism that have lost their curiosity and have lost 
the fact of being open-minded. And it was so interesting because at the end of the movie, most of the people at this film gathering were more left. And the guy said, you know, we, you know, our group has always said that we're so open-minded and we're so, you know, and he said, right now we're the most closed-minded group in this country. And it, it really made sense to me. It really honed in because, you know, I've told you before that I considered myself, you know, more left in the past. And when I saw the lack of curiosity and the lack of openness and the, and the lack, that's when I was like, oh, I'm, this is not right. This is not what I'm a part of. I'm a part of the people who are curious and want to know what, I want to know the truth. I want to know the truth. And that is where we all should be. How, how did that conversation finish up with this reporter? Did he then have curiosity to go out and find find the truth on that and then um, report on that? Or do you know how that ended up? So he said he was going to talk to his editor about uh, writing a pro article on ivermectin. And I said, absolutely, when you are ready to do that, please call me and I'll put you in charge in touch with, you know, the best PhDs in pharmacology in the state or nationally or internationally, whoever you want to talk to, I will put you in in touch with all those people. And he never called me back. So, Dr. Rachel, that is so interesting. As you all know, we are an independent voice on an independent station which means that we're truly entrepreneurs. And so all the sponsors that I work with, again, I just say would highly recommend each and every one of them. I know them personally and recommend them when you need any of those services. Be sure and and work with them or, or consider that. I'd greatly appreciate that. But one of the other producers here at Crawford, something came across his desk regarding a local uh, a local media uh, campaign. And it was to promote, it was grants that would promote um, more of a diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, and they wanted that to occur in local media, radio, and newspapers. And if you did that, it would, uh, you would receive money to do so. And um, the, uh, one of the big drivers behind that is the Gates Foundation, as well as some of the very left-leaning foundations here in the state. And I thought that was so interesting. We wonder why you didn't get a call back. To me, that that could be a possibility, is there is real influence and money on local media, and people haven't even realized it, Dr. Rachel. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the media is is one of the industries that's been targeted in this. Obviously, you know, this is not – we all know this. Obviously, the Twitter files, you know, I love Elon Musk after he bought bought Twitter – he said, "My pronouns are prosecute Fauci because <laughs> you know he literally there's so much evidence now about the listen, you know to me, this is even a bigger the the more abstract idea with all of this is the suppression of freedom of speech yes, to me that's the biggest the biggest thing." And I don't, I don't care what side, left, right, medium, backwards, forwards, you lose your right to speech, it is over. And I've told you this before. My friends who are a part, who have been, who are raised in communist countries, they'll tell you we've already lost because we've lost the media. 
I was having lunch with a friend of mine who's a she was a born in a communist country, a former nun at the Vatican. And she and I had lunch the other day, and she was like, "It's over." And I was like, "Oh my God, please don't say that." Now, <laughs> it, 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 the it, truth, right? Dr. Rachel, and I'm going to throw this over to Alan then, too. It does seem daunting. When I look at what is happening down at the state legislature, it is government Uh wanting to dictate every aspect of your life, whether or not it's energy, food security, Uh health care, education, what kind of car you can drive, uh, what kind of light bulbs, whether or not you have a smart meter. It is government, government control, and it does seem daunting. But but what we have to remember is America was founded on a remnant of people that understood this vision of America, that all men are created equal, which means that, that, that government should be impartial and that government should be out of the way. We should honor the sanctity of the individual so that they can go after their life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And it was a remnant. It was a small group that understood those principles and then went out and they, as Alan Thomas is doing this amazing work regarding the Federalist Papers, going out and making a case for that. So, Dr. Rachel, I'm going to – actually, I'm going to go to Alan first and then I'll I'll go to you, Dr. Rachel, to to button this up. Alan. You know, Kim, I think you and I think similarly. I think we kind of have a somewhat optimistic view of of what we can do. But, again, it it takes a virtuous people to regain what we once had. You know, it's going to take – self-assertion. It it takes somebody like Dr. Rachel going out and asking questions and saying, hey, why is this this way? It it takes we as individuals, as people going out and saying, why are we doing things this way? It's becoming civically knowledgeable about what our government is. And, you know, luckily our government was founded at an individual level. You know, that's what makes our government different from a lot of the republics of the past is they push this to the individuals. And I happen to think that Hopefully we have such a good bedrock in the Constitution and such a great idea that, that hopefully we'll regain it once again. But it's, it's going to take work, and it, it takes educating people and becoming virtuous. That's why we do the show. That's why you do these essays. That's why Dr. Rachel's doing what she does. Dr. Rachel, first of all, Roots Medical, great uh, partner sponsor of the show, and uh, getting to the root. We're, we want to get to the root on all these things, but Roots Medical gets to the root of, of what's going on in your health. And what's the best way for people to reach Roots Medical, Dr. Rachel? They can um, call us or rootsmedical.net is our website. And, you know, we are so willing to help anybody who, listen, especially the vaccine injured because they're getting so gaslighted right now, please call us and we will get you in to be seen. And we have treatment options. The FLCCC has protocols for vaccine injury. We have all of that. There is hope and there are options out there for people who do have injuries. And please give us a call. And again, that's rootsmedical.net, and it's roots like uh, the root of a plant, rootsmedical.net. So, Dr. Rachel Corbett, uh, the documentary is anecdotal. How do you want to button this up? Well, I would just say that this is, well, first of all, I do agree that, and I am always an optimist in that I think that the truth always will prevail. I, I sincerely believe that. And the, the, the movie is a great movie to send to your friends who uh, don't understand where you're coming from, who don't understand what's going on. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's 
his, he hasn't talked to his parents in two years, and he just found it because of all of this. And he just found out his mom had a pretty significant um, medical issue, and definitely from the vaccine. And I said, you know, this is a great opportunity to, for you to share that movie with her and let her know that Roots Medical can see her if she is willing to be treated for for this. Wow. That's, and uh, your journey here is one of curiosity, and uh, I find great hope in that. It does seem daunting in some ways, but yet we must remember America was founded on this remnant of people uh, engaging in this battle of ideas. So Dr. Rachel Corbett with Roots Medical, thank you so much. We will talk to you again. We talk weekly and then also a featured segment each month as well. So Dr. Rachel, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day. You too. Another great sponsor, just like Roots Medical, is Lauren Levy. He is an expert in the mortgage arena. And right now, the reverse mortgage uh, market is a, a great place to for people 62 years and older to explore ways that they might be ac- uh, can access some of the equity in their home. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. It's more critical than ever to get the firearms training you must have to be confident in protecting yourself and your family. Learning from the expertly trained instructors at Franktown Firearms and Shooting Range, you will learn the skills necessary to be ready for anything you have to deal with. If you learned how to shoot by way of Granddad Taught Dad Taught Me, you may be missing critical elements of safety and proficiency training that can only be learned in the right environment with a knowledgeable and industry-leading instructor who can analyze and diagnose shooting mistakes, helping you prepare properly. At Franktown Firearms, they believe understanding how guns work Learning the fundamentals the right way and being confident in using a gun can mean the difference between life and death. When people leave Franktown classes, they feel empowered. They look forward to practicing and getting more training. Go to franktownfirearms.com and sign up for one of our training classes today. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. It's It's Friday. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Check out our website. That's KimMunson.com, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Uh, It could also be control versus liberty. There's lots of different ways. Coercion. There's all kinds of different words, but freedom versus force force versus freedom uh, great nonprofit that i love is the usmc memorial foundation 
And they are raising money for the Marine uh, remod- Marine Memorial Remodel out at 6th and Colfax. And it was dedicated in 1977, so it's time for a facelift. Paula Sarles is a Marine veteran as well as a Gold Star wife, and she is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation. And they are working diligently to raise the money for this uh, remodel. And you can help them by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Alan Thomas is in studio. It always goes so fast when you're here. It, it always does. And there's always just, you, you just want to say one more thing. Right? <laughs> one more thing. But we have Rosemary in Wyoming on the line. Rosemary in Wyoming, what's on your radar? Good morning, Tim and Alan. Alan, you're such an articulate gentleman. And, Kim, I'm going to correct you on humankind. It is called mankind. You know, uh-huh. we got to get past these feelings. This is what I was talking about. I was going to give some examples. So you were right. The journalism and the, um, the science, we have to listen, you know, to what they are doing in these schools. First, they're teaching them what to think rather than how to think. And that's where that intellectual curiosity is snuffed out. I always um, would tell my kids, follow it through. Keep asking the questions. Then what happens? Then what happens? Follow it through, just like all this green so-called energy. Then what happens? Now we're seeing what is happening, and I hope more people will wake up. Then I would tell them, listen to how people speak. If they use the word I feel or I think, you can tell exactly where they're coming from because your feelings change 24-7. And rather than um, teaching, they are training the kids, not educating them. So they are training. You train animals. You teach children. Oh. Yeah, there again, everyone gets the trophy. And what they are teaching them very well is envy, because envy always hates the excellency they can't reach. Wow, that's a whole bunch of great information there, Rosemary. Thank you so much. I I appreciate that. It made me just think of something. Somebody yesterday with the final or with the March Madness, they said, "Why is it that universities are searching for equity?" Uh, regarding the the uh, academics, supposedly, but boy, you get to the basketball team and they want the best. Yeah, they only want the one national champion, right? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, let's see, Ron in Denver, what's on your radar? Yeah, it's about the gentleman who was talking about the border. Um, they could close it at any time. Uh, the reason why they don't, they could have drones flying twenty four seven, which is very inexpensive. Well, I wouldn't say inexpensive, but it's cheaper than, um, you know, having all these these border patrol and everything. And then they would just have a reactionary force. But they don't shut it down because uh, it creates jobs. And that's why they don't want to shut it down. Well, yeah, to that point, and I think that's why both both, uh, sides of the aisle, Democrat and Republican, did not do what needed to be done uh, in Congress regarding uh, uh, immigration policy. And my understanding, there was a um, big lobby from the, the uh, uh, National Chamber of Commerce because 
there was this cheap labor that was coming across the border, which is so unfair that uh, one business would have to be paying all the payroll taxes and all this, and another business uh, wouldn't. Uh, Alan, your comment. Right. Thank you, and, you and know, thank you, that's, the, that's the purpose of the federal government. You know, again, that's their job. And when you get uh, politicians who have vested interests elsewhere, you start to have a conflict of interest. And Again, that's why we need to have statesmen, not, you know, our our representatives need to be statesmen and understand what their purpose in the role of government is. And and that only comes with with a deep knowledge of how our country was formed and why, because once they understand that, then these these jobs and budgets and bringing home the the fat back to their Mm -hmm. own states, that goes away because they're able to take this more holistic view of what our republic is supposed to be. So good point on that, Ron. Any other comments? Uh, no, that's just about the drones and the the technology that they have. They could shut down, they could shut down the border any time, and uh, they just don't. So anyway, thank you and have a good day. Thank you and happy St. Patrick's Day, Ron. You too, as well. Okay. A couple of things here uh, from text messages. The name of the documentary movie that Dr. Corbett was talking about was Anecdotal. Again, that's Anecdotal. And another thing here. You uh, probably don't want to ask too many high school kids how to spell that, do you? Probably not. (laughs) I think if I really sat down, I could probably do that. Let's see here. There was another one I wanted to hit, and this was regarding... um, Putin, China, do they have border control problems? Or Venezuela, is there any other country where we have people trying to get into a country other, like we have here in the uh, United States? Hey, I got a thought. Okay. Now, you, you guys both said it, and then Ron just said it too, regarding both parties have had an opportunity to deal with this issue, and they both you know, let it go because it created jobs. And I thought, how, how flimsy is that? Maybe it created a, a few, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, no-skill-type uh, labor jobs. But what was the cost of it overall to the country? Good point. Alan, any? Well, yeah, you know, and, and to the to the text message point, I'm not too sure what, what other nations' border issues are, and, and that'd probably be something we should investigate, right? You know, how are other countries dealing with this? And and what does their crisis look like? I mean, we definitely have Europe as an example of of not taking refugees from certain mm-hmm. crises. But then we were sitting here arguing, hey, we should take as many as we can. So, you know, it, regardless of what your opinion on what immigration is, it still doesn't take away from the fact that there is a crisis and it needs to be fixed. And we can't just keep doing the same thing and procrastinating and punting it down the line to future generations and coming up with excuses retroactively, whether it's jobs or, or anything else like that. Like Steve says, it's, you know, at some point the, the hen's going to come home to roost and we're, we're starting to see that in a terrible way with the drug crisis and the violence going right. on and, and the crime. And uh, yes, we're seeing it big time. And so the, the thing is, is, is to your point, we need to be electing representatives who are statesmen and who, they're, first and foremost, they are protecting the sanctity, the freedom of the individual. And, and so that is where I think that moderate Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, unaffiliated, and libertarians, I think we can come together on that, Alan. 
I agree. You know, it's it's this idea of getting away. I don't need a political leader. You know, we like to use that a lot. We like to say, you know, Ron DeSantis is the rising political leader. I don't want him to be a leader. I don't want him leading us into our policy. I want him to be a representative, and I want us to be educated enough on all these issues that we can have strong principled discussions and we can have strong principled stances. And, yes, we may disagree on some things, and and absolutely, you know, I, the, the biggest thing as a representative, you can't make all your constituents agree on how you're going to vote, right? There's always going to be dissension. That's why we have representatives is that they're supposed to have that. But there should be deliberation. There should be thought. And they should be able to defend their vote on a very principled stance if we're electing the right representatives. And again, we just need to get away from this idea of we need leaders. We don't. We need to be self-assertive and self-reliant on our own political ideas as individuals. Absolutely. Alan Thomas, thank you so much for being in studio. Thanks as always for having me, Kim. Okay. And our quote by Albert Einstein, he said, after hydrogen, the most common thing in the universe is stupidity. And the way that we get past that is understanding our principles and standing for our principles. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Young, like a new moon rising, fierce, through the rain and lightning, wandering out into this great unknown. And I don't want no one to cry, but tell them if I don't serve.